0: Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to First Things First. Uh, this, uh, First Things First, on this podcast, every week we have uh, really amazing, interesting people, uh, fascinating people. And, uh, and we get to kind of talk to them and get to know them a little better. But the, ama- the best thing about the people that we talk to is not only are they amazing, but they're also probably your neighbors. So <laughs> so, uh, so that's my favorite part. And today uh, I have a, a really awesome person on the podcast. I'm, I know you're going to be excited to hear a little bit of his story. This is Bryce foster who's in the podcast studio today bryce what do you think of our podcast studio it's pretty it, fancy. it is
0: the nicest podcast <laughs> studio i have ever been in yes
1: it's the only podcast it is I've the ever only,
0: only podcast studio yeah. i have ever been in so it's yeah. a it's a blessing for sure
1: that's good there are a few people out there who have been in here who as soon as i said studio they started laughing because they know what it is <laughs> like a storage closet so uh, the acoustics it, are just right though. they're perfect they're perfect yeah we've really tuned it up you know so uh, but anyway Bryce Foster's here Bryce has been a member of our church for a while I've I've uh, it's been awesome to get to know him a little bit since I have uh, since I've been the pastor here uh, it, it, your your daughter uh Emma Kate is mm-hmm. the same grade as Sadie and mm-hmm. so uh, so we bump into each other a lot of times for all that kind of stuff but but I'm not gonna introduce you Bryce tell you introduce yourself tell everybody what they need to know about Bryce Foster
0: sure thanks Brad um So I am a native West Texan, was Mm -hmm. born and raised in little Lasbuddy, Texas. Lasbuddy. Yes, I am uh, an only child. Okay. Um, And so it's a blessing that Kristen and I have been married now for almost 19 years. It'll be 19 years in in January, and we've got four amazing kids. Uh, Emma Kate is is 14, Easton's 13, Evan is nine, and then Elliot just turned eight. So... We have a a full house and a a busy schedule, but it is a a true, true blessing uh, to call Shallow Water home for sure uh, for a living. Uh, I have the opportunity to lead a amazing group of people at uh, First United Bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I oversee the home loan or mortgage division for oh, First cool. United Bank. Yeah. So have uh, again, a great team that I get to go and and support and love on and work with each and every day uh, yeah. as my vocation. Uh, and so love doing that. and then again, just love serving this community in uh, in many different ways,
1: yeah, yeah, you know, something you just said, and we we probably will need to talk about this another time, but, uh, but, but I was listening to a podcast today actually. And it's the, if you don't listen to this and those of you who are listening to our podcast, you should check this out. The Carrie Newhoff leadership podcast. It's really okay. awesome. But anyway, he was interviewing this lady. She's actually the, the like general manager or the CEO of the, of the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. So, but she, she's kind of worked everywhere, but she started out at AT&T mm-hmm. at 21 years old. She was made like the the man, supervisor of a bunch of operators long. That was back in the day when you had long distance operators, mm-hmm. you know, yes. they would call and And it, this is a collect call from, you remember those people? Yes. So anyway, she over this group of, uh, all ladies, like in their fifties or sixties, she was their supervisor. And what she did was she just went in and she was like, okay, guys, uh, you guys, uh, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm, I'm just going to do my best to, you need to tell me how to love you, how to support you. How can I help you do your job better? You know? And, uh, and anyway, so that kind of attitude has kind of been the one that's followed her all the way through her career. But you just said that you had this great team that you get to love on and you get to support. And I just think that that's a key element of true leadership that we sometimes miss. You know, we think sometimes mm-hmm. of a team as these are the people that I have to horsewhip to get them to do what I want, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, and we, and leaders sometimes think of themselves as people who have to, you know, be I don't know. So I I love that idea or that thought about leadership. And anyway, we'll have. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And again, I think, you know, I don't do it well every day. Sure. Uh, I don't do it well every day. Um, But again, it's a it's a blessing to to be able to lead that that team uh, Mm -hmm. and have that responsibility. But we also get to do something very, very rewarding, which is ultimately allow families to get into homes to to make memories. And then hopefully uh, those memories turn into more memories that cultivate friendships and communities yeah. and again in in our world um as christians hopefully many people come to faith because of the home that they that they live in so right. yeah. again also look at it as a a missional opportunity Absolutely. for what i do at work uh, but for also all the people that we touch each and every day
1: yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome i uh, uh I, we were just in a podcast it was tony's so his mm-hmm. it just came out you know uh, but he talked about how his parents were invited to church by a plumber who was doing work on their house, and that's how they came to Christ. And wow, so, that's it's amazing. A, when we see our when we see our vo- our vocation, whatever we're doing for a living, as an opportunity for God to use us to draw people you know, into his love. And we really are looking for those opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what God can do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of my, you know, salvation journey too. So I look awesome. forward to to talking about yeah, that when, let's the, do when it. the time comes. Let's do it awesome. right now. Okay. Come on, share
1: uh, <laughs> how you came to faith in Christ.
0: Let's hear it. You bet. So again, growing up in, in Lasbuddy, I, I credit my parents. I mean, my earliest memories are, are going to church. Yeah. Um, in in Lasbuddy, there were three congregations. You had you know, Baptist, Methodist, and and Church of Christ, right. and I remember going to to two of them, yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah. earliest memories are in the Methodist Church, and then my latter memories are in the in the Church of Christ. And yeah. so, my parents, by going. Uh, again, taking us uh, or taking me each and every, you know, Sunday, again, I formed a, a view of what a Christian is and what the right. gospel was. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather on my mom's side uh, is a World War II veteran. Uh, wow. Purple Heart was at Pearl Harbor wow. uh, on December 7th, 1941. And he wow. and I always shared a very, very special bond because I was born on December 7th. And okay. so uh, it's just been a, it was a Cool thing, growing up because you know once he retired from the um, water pump business there in in Plainview of uh-huh. all places, yeah. places um, he did a prison ministry, wow. um, for, you know, the his entire retired life until he couldn't do it anymore. And right. so in the summers, my parents used to just drop me off with my grandparents there in Plainview for, for a week. Yeah. And that's what I got to go do with, with him. So right. it was formed very early in me, this idea of, of service mm-hmm. and, and seeing him do that. And again, wanting to be, you know, as active as he could in retirement for the, for the kingdom and yeah, for the, right. for the gospel. Um, um, but it was the summer, uh, excuse me, when I was fifth, sixth grade, went to Kanata in oh, yeah. Missouri. Yeah. Um, again, this is the farthest place I had ever been by myself, <laughs> yeah, and I can remember yeah. my parents putting me on a bus. I think in in Amarillo, and me going off and being excited, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, being an only child, yeah. having a moment of panic, <laughs> and I can remember putting a pillow over my face and and shedding a couple of tears. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when I got there, you know, this is probably the first time that again the gospel had was presented to me in a way that it made sense. And that was through mm. the through a salvation bracelet, yeah. right? With the right. colored beads, oh, and yeah. the black, black and the being white. sin yeah. and and red being Christ's blood and white yeah. being, you know, our purity sure. in in him yeah. with blue being baptism. Um And then green green being growth or or sanctification, Uh and then eternal life being that uh, yellow. Um, And so that made sense to me. That way of presenting the gospel made sense to me. Mm. Um, But it sometimes happened. I was on a high in in camp, um, but the Lord kept working. Sure. Uh, and it was the summer between my uh, junior and senior year in in high school that I was at uh, the Church of Christ there in in Buddy. Unplanned, I couldn't tell you the sermon, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you the the song uh, for for invitation, but the Holy Spirit moved yeah, in me, yeah. um, and I felt it. Right, uh, and I felt the weight of my sin in right. that moment, and I knew that I needed. A savior, yeah, uh, to cleanse that. So went forward, was baptized, um, and it was from that point that I started to really grow in my faith. Yeah, um, from the moment of belief, and I think it's very important for folks to know, or for me anyway. My story is it didn't stop there. Um, right. Exactly. The community that you surround yourself obviously has a huge impact on on your life. So, mm-hmm. went to college at uh, Angelo State University. Yeah. Uh my freshman year, that first semester, as sometimes college kids do, I made bad choices. Yeah. Um but the Lord in his sovereignty put me uh in a college group there in San Angelo that loved on me right. that uh again uh, made it important for me to have Christian community and Christian fin- friends, not only to make good decisions, but even the you know, I guess adults. Uh, I would I would call it the adult families. You yeah. know, poured into me, um, right. and again I. Kevin Fitzgerald uh who was the best man in in my wedding is who introduced me to that the Lord took him home far too early uh yeah. he succumbed to, to to brain cancer um here a couple years ago uh-huh. um but was a huge instrument in in my life yeah. uh during during college and then Steve Sherrod who was the leader of that college group of the church that we were involved with I later went to work for him before moving back to to, to Lubbock but again those examples right. of how to be a young Christian, but uh-huh. then also how to be an adult Christian, an adult man, a husband, a father, uh, made a huge impact on me there in, in San Angelo. And then, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that, you know, San Angelo is where I met Kristen. Right. Yeah. And we met at the Baptist Student Ministries there yeah, at man. at ASU, uh, free lunch on on Friday. Who could turn that down <laughs> no, for sure? That's right. Especially in uh, college. Again, uh, met Kristen there, and uh, we grew together yeah. um, in in our faith in that time there in in San Angelo. And she graduated early so we could get married. Her per- parents wouldn't let her do that until <laughs> until she graduated. So we got her done quick that's so we right. could. Uh, Tie the knot and then move back to 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 Lubbock, yeah. um, and then I grew more as a part of the uh, church family in in Lubbock when we lived there. Uh, Redeemer Church yeah, there in yeah. in Lubbock was uh, a huge impact that uh, again grew Kristen and I. Um, even more to understand missional living uh-huh. um, and, again, how the gospel fits into, you know, what we do every single day. Right. So, again, I I look at, you know, my belief happening when I was in, in high school. But, uh-huh. again, the process of sanctification and molding me over time, you know, has continued. Right. Uh, both. As as an adult, um, in different vocations and careers, uh, being at Redeemer, of course, being here at First shallow water, right, right. Um, has just been a huge blessing for for us and our family.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you guys met at BSM
0: at the BSM <laughs> in San Angelo. <laughs> that's yes, that's
1: awesome. That's one of the great things about the BSM. You know, is that you know, you a lot of times you can find your significant other there. That is a you?
0: great place to look for one too, <laughs> well, for sure.
1: And I would say so. There may be some young people that are listening to this, and, and I just want to say that. Like where you're going to look really matters, okay? <laughs> right? It does like matter. If you, if you, if you, uh, you know, if you go out to the dumpster behind your house and you dig through that thing, you're know, you're gonna probably find a, a lot of trash yep. in there, right? But if you, you know, if you uh, if you go, you know, over to uh, the bank or whatever, like where you work, you know, uh, you know that's where you they've got like money and stuff in there valuable things in there you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like where you look has a big uh, a big impact on and i i wish i could you know, tell more young people that, you know, who we choose to surround ourselves with really that shapes us, you know, it really does. It shapes us a lot.
0: Yeah. It matters greatly, not only in adolescence or early adulthood, but even now in, I don't know if we would call me middle age or not, but I sure (laughs) feel like it some days, but, um, yeah, it matters, right? I mean, who who you call friends and who you hang Mm -hmm. out with it, it matters because end of the day, we all want to, again, hopefully through our relationships, love Jesus more. Right. Love Jesus more. We're not all perfect and we don't do it every day. And I am one of those for for sure. Um, But that's, that's the goal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So talk about some times in your life or one time in your life, at least where you, where you, where you really felt like you, God was really working on you, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, where you really felt like you were being stretched, you know, uh, what did that look like for you? How was God speaking to you? How were you growing? Talk mm-hmm. about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the the first time that I really uh, was, was stretched in my, in my faith was, you know, it was early in uh, Kristen and I's marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, were wanting to have children. Yeah. Um, and that was hard. Right. Um, it was really, really hard. Yeah. Um, we, we, you know had all sorts of, of challenges um and we did fertility treatments and then nothing worked. Yeah. Um and so and I know that's the, the story of, of some even in our congregation now. Yeah, and it right. tested our faith. Yeah. Um and and you addressed this, you know, in your first question and answer series, sermon series, mm-hmm. in, you know, why why do these things happen? Right. Um and why that sometimes do prayers go, go unanswered. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it tested our faith. Um, it made it difficult in our marriage very, very early on. Um, but the beautiful thing was, um, it allowed us to truly understand for the first time the importance of Christian community. And we had a group of fellow young adults, some with small children, some with no children, uh, who really loved on us during, during this time. And, Again, we're there for us when we when we shed tears, uh, and we're there for us uh, when we got exciting news, which yeah. was imitate. Yeah, um, and it was a again wasn't a result of fertility treatments, wasn't a result of anything other than us finally giving up control. Right, um, and uh, it was a again a hard time for for us as a couple. It was a hard time for us individually in our faith, um, but it grew me as a husband. For yeah, sure. Right. And and taught me ways to 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 love on Kristen that I didn't know before yeah. before that opportunity. So we were stretched as a couple, stretched as individuals, um, and it was hard. Yeah. Um, you know, th- our story turns out the way that it did, in that yeah. we have four beautiful, healthy children. I know right. that's not the story for some and it breaks my my heart. Yeah. Um, but I would just ask um, you know, anyone that may be in that situation to continue to trust mm-hmm. in the promises of God and lean in on, on those, um, because Jesus is better, yeah. um, than, than kids. Jesus is better than, um, you know, marriage and, and all things. Mm-hmm. I know it's weird to think about, but it's, but it's true. It's true. It's yeah. true for, totally for true. sure. So that was early, um, in our marriage, you know, later in our, in our marriage, you know, we, we, uh, we're re- attending uh, Redeemer, and we had gone through a college-level course called uh, "Perspectives yeah. on the World Christian Movement." It's awesome, and it is amazing. I think it yeah. was ten weeks, um, so it was Monday nights for three hours, and it's you know, serious business, man. That's... Serious business, yeah. and uh, again, brought in you know speakers from all over the country, off right. the mission field, uh, to really talk about you know God's heart for mission right. as displayed from. Uh, the earliest chapters of Genesis, all the way through through, right Acts, the New yeah. Testament, and then uh, in in Revelation, and so that rocked our world, yeah, okay. um, big time. And it and we also coincided with us having really close friends uh, who had been on the mission field that yeah. were, you know, bleeding into to, to us and and you know caring for us well. Um, and I was reading, you know, Radical by David Platt at the time. And we're <laughs> we're reading the you're listening to the sermons and reading the books of, of John Piper at yeah. the time. Yeah. And so we really questioned our place in the world. Yeah. And our role in the kingdom, if right. you will. Um and so that was difficult mm-hmm. because in those moments, there seemed like no other choice for us than to, again, go to to the field right. and obey the call of, you know, the Great Commission and go and make disciples of sure. all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, it was, we got so serious about that, that again, there were four or five couples of us that were members of the church together that laid a world map out on a coffee table and we sat and we prayed. Yeah, And we ask God to, to act and to move and tell us where to go. Right. Um, one of those couples is, is in the field, uh, even as we speak, you know, right right now. Yeah. And the idea of the, the 1040 window right. and unreached people's groups yeah. in North Africa and the Middle East and whatnot. And so um, the beautiful thing of that is I'm here in shallow water. Right. I'm not uh, in, in the field, right. um, but I'm in the field here. Yes, absolutely. Um, And so what that taught us is, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a goer um, sure. to advance the kingdom of God. You can send missionaries, uh-huh. you yeah. can send them well, you know, God bless Zach and Rebecca for what yep. they're doing right now. Uh, and the other missionaries that that we support, but you can send yeah. and be a sender of missionaries to, right. to the ends of the earth. But it allowed us, you know, the comfort of, you know, being able to live on mission here Mm -hmm. uh, in Shallow Water, in Lubbock, in our vocations, uh, in our church, in our school, with our kids and their activities, so on and and so forth. So stretched and not knowing our place or our role in the kingdom, but again, getting to a place after all of that to know that our place is right here and we're going to go all in right where we are. We're not going to be perfect. We're going to mess up. We're going to sin. But again, our, our goal and our focus is t- to 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 be on mission, you know, right here every so, day.
1: So I have two I have two questions for you. Uh, the first question is about this part of the story that you just told. So uh, where, how did God reveal to you? Like, do, do you I don't know if you remember if there was a moment or how did God reveal to you that 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 actually like moving your family you know, into, you know, Northern Africa or Asia wasn't his plan for you at this time? Like, where did, how did that come to you?
0: Yeah. So we had, as a group, as a, a group of couples that were around that coffee table praying, you know, over the weekends and, and whatnot, you know, we had kind of settled in on Turkey yeah, as kind of okay. the the opportunity that we saw for for ourselves to, mm-hmm. to, to ultimately go. And it, I, it, I would love to say that it was a revelation burnt across the clouds sure. that you it's know your, your, that. your job is to uh, to ultimately do that but do it here yeah um, it was just through conversation as couples uh-huh. and then we got to a place to where you know we felt like you know four of us four couples felt like you know our calling is in vocation here in the states mm-hmm. to to ultimately financially support as as best as possible right um, but to to dig in here and then support those who again felt the opposite. That right. said, we're going. Yeah. 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 Right. And so to love on them and to support them and to to do it well. So it was a communal decision almost. Right. Um and through through prayer in that it just felt right. Yeah. Um to to ultimately, you know, stay here and then do it well here. Sure. Um so that's kind of how that happened. It wasn't a vision or no. a voice, right? But it was just through through that prayer and supplication that we, you know, ended up knowing that it was right for us to be here and support well, sits yeah. um, in well, um, yeah. but you know, for uh, others to, to go and to, to love on them. We did have the opportunity after all of this, um, one Black Friday, uh, we bought four round trip tickets on Emirates Airline, and we got on a plane. This was the first plane that Immacate or Easton ever got on, <laughs> uh, and we took it from Dallas to Dubai. Yeah. And so we went to the country of Oman. Okay. Um, which is right next to the to the UAE there uh-huh. in the Middle East, United Arab Emirates. And we spent spring break um, oh, cool. with missionaries. There yeah, that we supported yeah. from our local church, and yeah. so you can imagine the surprise for Immacate and Easton when the next plane that they rode was a Southwest flight. You know, from right. Lubbock to Dallas. Where's the TV? Where's yeah. the free? Where's the food? <laughs> why? Why? Why are the stars not lighting up in the in the sky? You know, all all the things. But you know, fourteen hours there, sixteen hours back, but memories that we will yeah. cherish and and never never forget. And so yeah. I feel like that's still a piece of me. Um, and again, my heart aches, um, for, you know, the, the folks that, don't have any access to right. to the gospel yeah. uh, in in that part of the of the world, mm-hmm. or uh, the workers that are there that feel that the spirit is moving slower than they would like it to yeah. to ultimately move. But um, was able to eat camel on a stick. Oh, um, <laughs> was able to uh, go into an Omani home. Yeah. Um, who was willing to have these conversations that the right. Holy spirit had moved in their family at grace cost to their, to their life. And I got to see and witness that I didn't understand anything anyone was saying. Yeah. They sure did laugh a lot. I felt <laughs> like they were laughing at me. So I just <laughs> laughed along. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are, those are memories that I take with me that help me to, to remember when, you know, we struggle with burnout or right. fatigue, um, if you will, to, to remember that again, to, to keep on fighting. Cause it's, cause it's worth it.
1: Yeah. I had a, I had a kind of a similar in some ways probably a similar experience. We Amy and I kind of got into the process of maybe thinking about adopting in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And so so you have to take a bunch of classes and you do all these things and and it was really really enriching time I think for us in a whole lot of ways and anyway, we got down to the to the point where we were uh there was a to make a really long story really short, there was a, a girl that um that we were pursuing adoption you know and uh, the first thing they do is they give you this you know folder of of everything that's happened you know to that person Mm -hmm. every time you know child protective services have been called out there and so we got this uh, massive you know file and and we were reading through everything that had been going on in her life and and as we were reading it like amy was pregnant with sadie and we had carson you Mm -hmm. know and as we were reading through this file, we realized that there's no way that we could adopt this young lady, right? Mm-hmm. Because some of the issues that she struggled with would, would not have been good, you know, with a younger sister and, and you know what I mean? And with siblings, mm-hmm. like she needed to probably be in a home where, where there weren't any other kids, okay. you know? And uh, dude, that, that wrecked me. Mm-hmm. Like to come face to face with that kind of suffering mm-hmm. and then to realize that there was nothing in the world that I could do. And I, I just twisted off real bad. I had, that was a really dark, it kind of started a real dark, you know, period in my life. But, but one of the things that I did was I, uh, I started preparing to go to law school and, Mm -hmm. you know, I was on staff at a church, but I started preparing to go to law school and I started taking practice LSATs and doing all that stuff because I thought, you know, if I really want to make a difference in the lives of people like that, right, if I, if then I need to be you know, I need to be a lawyer or, yeah. or uh, a politician or an advocate of sure. some sort, right. To try to make a difference. And so, uh, so anyway, you know, the Lord graciously, you know, rescued me from that. The yeah. di- they actually, we were in Tulsa, the district attorney in Tulsa, I told him about this and he was like, he said, Brad, let me just, <laughs> let me just tell you, I don't think you would enjoy <laughs> law school at all. And yes. we had a real frank and honest conversation. He's su- such a good man. He was such a good man. But, um, but you know, I started to realize, wow, you know, I, you're right, that you're right. The Lord was like, this is not what I made you for, right. you know, and so. Uh and so, you know, and well, you know, and then I got, I went to like a Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration and I was literally sitting there listening to everybody talk and the Lord was like, you know, that guy was a pastor, you know, right. yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. <laughs> uh, pastors can make a difference. You know? Absolutely. So, but,
0: and, and you make a difference every day.
1: Man. Well, but you know, we, that I was, it was a crisis of faith yeah. though for me, Bryce, because, you know, because I was aware of this suffering. Right. And, and I felt like that the Lord had brought that to my heart and to my attention. And then when we, it was time to pull the trigger, right. It wasn't the Lord's will, like, you know, and everything just kind of fell apart and i and there was nothing I could do. And it actually was really traumatic, you know, for Mm -hmm. me. And, um, and you know, I I didn't deal with it really well, actually. Like I, you know, I, I went down a rabbit hole for a while and the Lord really had to pull me out of it. But, um, but, but I, that, that feeling where like you get your, your heart's on fire for something, mm-hmm. you know, and you and, and then the Lord just is like, no, that's not what I'm doing. You know, that's a tough place to be.
0: Yeah. And you talked about this too, in the, in the, you know, questions that you, that you answered uh-huh. um, during the first session in that, you know, sometimes you're just faced with the choice.
1: Right. Yeah. And
0: both of those choices, Right. Are perfectly yeah, fine. They, either one of them is right? fine with the Lord. It's yeah. it's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. Go go to the mission field. Right, right, or be a missionary where, where you are. Right, and both of those are good. Yeah. Both of those fulfill the call of the Great Commission. Yeah, and yeah. going. Yeah, uh, and so I think you know when we can rest in that. Yeah, um, but like you, there was you know times where it wasn't necessarily a crisis of of faith, but it's am I doing enough? Yes. Am I doing enough? That's exactly. The problems in the world are big. Right. Am I doing, you know, enough? Um, And then, you know, that's when, you know, all this was happening when the, when the kids were, were small. Right. Um, And now they're not so small. Right. Um, And so, right? You realize very quickly how broken the world is even where you, where you are. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so you understand the need for, um, yourself in, in the times that we live in and where we live in, you know, yeah. even, even now. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, I resonate with so much of that. So, cause definitely, you know, definitely had to navigate all of that stuff, you know, myself and, and you did a much better job of it than I did. Like, I just really, I just really, uh, but, but it is that, that for me, I think it was that, that, sometimes I have a savior complex and mm. I just, what the Lord had to root out in me was that really what I had was a pride issue. Mm. And I thought I was the only answer, you know, like if I, I literally thought well, if I can't help this girl, nothing, you know, mm it's all going to be terrible. Like I had no trust that yeah. the Lord actually was at work in the situation mm-hmm. and, and that he loved her more than I did. And that he, you know what I mean? Yep. And, uh, and so God had to root that arrogance out of me, you mm-hmm. know, uh, a lot. So anyway, but you know what? God's not finished with us on that journey. I think one day, you know, and I would say God's not probably finished with you on the
0: Mission no, he journey. is most definitely not, not yeah. finished with, with me, not necessarily as it relates to, to, to missions, but, you know, I, I struggle, you know, even, even now, um, and, you know, where the Lord's working on me, even as we're having this, this conversation is, you know, I, I struggle with, with patience. Yeah. Um, and when I struggle with patience, that leads to, to frustration. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then that frustration ultimately leads to, to anger. Yeah. And those are not good things for, you know, any husband, any, any father or any, you know, Christian to, to, to live and to, to dwell on. But I, you know, I want things to happen faster than they're happening. Yeah. You know? Um, and because of that, I'm not content. Yes. You know, and I'm looking forward to the next thing. It mm-hmm. seems like we're, I'm looking forward to the next thing in a way to get away from the lack of patience and frustration right. and, and anger. Um, and the Lord's working on me yeah. um, right now in these areas. You know, whether it's a vacation or whether it's a promotion or whether sure. it's the next sport or activity or experience or whatever that is. But end of the day, that root sin in my heart is control right and this is what we were talking about before and we want to be in control Mm -hmm. you know i want to be in control of my own destiny yep i want to be in control of you know the way things that that happen and again the lord's working on me uh in that area to remember to trust in in his promises right to trust in his faithfulness and his goodness for me and you know when was thinking about this, this, this song that, you know, always comes to, to mind and I mentioned it before, but is, is Jesus better, you yeah. know, in all of my sorrow and all of my riches and mm-hmm. all of my victory and all of my uh, comfort, Jesus is better, right? Mm-hmm. Make my heart believe. Yep. And I love that song. Yeah, uh, And I need to sing that song to myself more, more often, but right. you know, those things are true when things are not happening as fast as I want to, whether mm-hmm. it be, Kids are not growing up as fast as they are, should be, right? <laughs> Maturity-wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know that the, the days are sometimes long, but the years are very, very short. Yeah. No um, and need to be reminded of that, you know, often as well.
1: Well, and let's be honest, you... You've hit. You guys have hit a home run with the kids in the kid department. Okay, you got awesome kids. Okay, they're really <laughs> well, awesome. So th- th- thank
0: you for that. Thank yeah. you for that. I'll invite you over yeah. one <laughs> night when it's not so awesome. So you need to experience that for your for yourself for sure. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I love kids, Brad. Right. You know, I'm I'm an only child, and you know, even when Kristen and I were were dating, we talked about having four kids. Right. And uh, awesome. you know, early in that in that process, we didn't even think that was going to be a reality. I am. Uh, again, forever thankful to to the Lord that that He brought those four to mm-hmm. us, uh, and it's created all sorts of opportunities for for us, those kids, to know yeah. more friends, to more Christian believers, for mm-hmm. Christian friends to to see Emma Kate, you know, be baptized here for Easton to to come to faith and be baptized here is a huge blessing yeah, um, in our lives, just because of you know our our Christian friends, our church family, and folks that have prayed for us. Uh, right. for a really really long long yeah. time so yeah thank thank you for saying that but i'll, I'll invite you over when it's not so not so great
1: <laughs> i think we all have those stories okay that's true so okay listen last thing um i want to go back to you know so you and Kristen are in this season of life where you're not able to have baby right mm-hmm. so it's just this dream that's been deferred and maybe even this thing that you felt like the Lord had told you that he was going to do for you and then it wasn't happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So that you're struggling with your faith. Mm -hmm. And, and you talked about how that was a struggle for you and her in the, in your faith individually, but also a struggle in your marriage. You know, Um, would you be okay with share? Would you share with us? Like, how did you learn? What did you learn about loving your wife? Well, During that season, like how, how how did God change the way you operated with her or,
0: you know what I'm asking, how did you learn to love her well? Yeah. And so I think, you know, we, we rooted our identity in, in children, the idea of children or the, the idea of, of being parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, you know, rooting your identity there is what, you know, started to, you know, have us drift. I'm not necessarily going to say a part, but again, it was, it was difficult for, yeah. for sure. Um, and it's, and
1: then, you know, Bryce, it is for a lot of people. Okay. Absolutely. When yes. That, and I know that every, every person
0: I know who's been through that struggle,
1: yeah. like they, that, that, that's what you're saying right now is their experience. Yeah. So that's why this is so important for you yeah. to talk about, but go, yeah, keep going.
0: Absolutely. Before. And so, um, you know, it's difficult, you know, as a, as a husband, and this is what the Lord taught me. Um, and, I can't remember who you, you know, talked about this with on a previous podcast, but, you know, we, we as, you know, men, you know, don't go through the same physical experience as, as our wives do. Um, And so it, the Lord, it took the Lord a while to, to help me understand that. Mm. Um, And to, uh, again, just be there, to not try to fix it. Like yeah. we so often do, because mm-hmm. this was something that, that, that I couldn't fix. Right. Um, we had to, again, uh, to, to listen and to, to, to sit and to rest. Um, but it was mainly just understanding that this is not something that I could fix mm-hmm. as a husband. Um, and that we just had to to trust in whatever the outcome was, uh, that that was going to be fine. Yeah. And we were going to, to, to move forward and we were going to, to love Jesus more than we do now. Um, but I think understanding that one this wasn't happening to me physically um yes. was was a huge hurdle um in right. figuring out how to, to love you know kristen Kristen better uh and then just not trying to fix it, yeah, and just being there to ultimately you know listen and to 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 weep and to pray and to you know survive um together. that yeah. That's, that's what I learned. And, you know, we face challenges, you know, even now they're not this, but they're different challenges. Yeah. And I think those lessons learned then are, are the same that they, they are, are now for, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's important, you know, I, I don't have all the answers and yeah. I'm a, you know, royal screw up yeah. in, in all areas of, of my life. Um, but I think the, the thing that that taught us was, was that to, yeah. to hold fast. Mm -hmm. Hold fast, you know, sinners, you know, saved by grace through faith and Christ alone. Mm -hmm.
1: That's good. You said something too, that we're actually, uh, probably by the time this podcast airs, we will have already finished this, you asked for it series, but, but, uh, you know, uh, there's, there were questions obviously about, you know, identity and about helping, you know, how do we navigate, you know, identity issues, you know, and, uh, And, and so you, you talked about how you had rooted your identity in children Mm -hmm. and being parents. And, and then when that wasn't happening, then it's, it really shakes you to your foundation. And, and one of the things that the Lord is, I feel like especially in this season of my life and maybe in the season that our world is in, you know, I keep having this kind of hammered into me that, that, um, if if we try to root our identity, any place other than the saving, Mm -hmm. you know, blood of Jesus, uh, any of those other places where we try to root our identity, they're deadly. They yes. just lead to destruction and death. And so if I'm trying to root my identity in success or in achievement or in other people liking me, those are all places that I struggle with rooting my identity in, you know. Um, and if I'm doing that, that, that leads to death and destruction in my life that my, I... My identity has to be firmly rooted, only rooted mm-hmm. in the in the truth of and it's Jesus and it's easy world. to say. Yeah, right. But so it hard to It is really do. To, easy to say, <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, and it's and it's hard to to do. And guess what? The first uh, folks that you know realize that that you're not are your children.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah. You know,
0: and yeah. and because we can have these conversations because their identities can get wrapped up in you know whatever it is right. that's in front of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're no different, but we speak into them, and, right. and and they right now a couple of them speak back. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No, no.
1: Well, and I was you know, and, and again,
0: gonna... that's that's good in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. Right? That we're that we're you know, journeying across the Christian life together. Yeah. And, and we're all working on this to, to be more and more like Jesus every day. Being a parent is sanctifying. Okay. Yeah. It really
1: is. It's challenging and it's sanctifying. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, when, you know, when you think, when I think about, I mean, one of the reasons, like one of the reasons why sometimes Carson and Sadie struggle with where they should root their identity is because they've watched me not do it very mm-hmm. well for the exactly. course of my life. Right. They've watched me try to, root my identity and all these other things. And so, um, so, so that's, it. you know, when, when I'm trying to parent them that, you know, the best thing that I can do for them is to show them like, this is where I'm anchored, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, my grandfather did that so well for me. My dad w- was like that for me. And, and I'm so, I'm grateful for those folks in my life. And I want to be that, you know, for my, for my children. And I want to be that for, you know, for the Lord, you know? Yeah. So, so man, that's some, that is, that's some good stuff. I, that's constant. It, it's a constant battle that mm-hmm. you, you don't just, you don't just say, I'm going to root my identity in the truths of, of, of Christ. And then it's over, you know, <laughs> you're daily trying to remind yourself about that. You know, and,
0: and I think it's important for folks that are, that are listening for, for sure. Hopefully. I mean, I know most of the audience is, you know, a part of, of church here, but But if they're not, you know, it's kind of a three-pronged stool. It's the church corporately, right, right, what we do on Sunday. But Uh then it's, you know, grow groups or, you know, I've heard them called or been a part of gospel communities, if if you will. And then, so which is a smaller group of Mm -hmm. of folks that can love on on each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also in a smaller setting, you know, Fight clubs, which is what I like to, to call them, where you go to fight sin together. Accountability yeah. groups, yeah, I accountability think, is, a, is another way yep. to, to to say that. Where, you know, I think it's important that you surround yourself with with community mm-hmm. and battle and and fight and live uh, to to be more conformed to the image of Christ each and every each and every day. And uh, most of the time, I I do that poorly, and yeah. so it's nice to to hear myself say it, not for. You know everybody that's listening, but for my own self, right. to to know that I need these things uh, yeah. in in my life, um, and to help people um, root out the sin in, in my life, so we can again build the kingdom together.
1: Yep, yeah, that's good stuff. Well, listen, Bryce, thanks for so much for hanging out and talking, and uh, I appreciate uh, appreciate getting to hear a little bit of your of your story, and uh, uh, and it's just you know it's amazing to me. I, I would be doing this no matter. Whether we had microphones or whatever, I love like yeah. talking with people and just you know hearing about what God's doing in their life. It's one of my favorite things. So, uh, but it really is a privilege and an honor to you know to to hear how God's been at work in your life and and uh, and I'm excited about how what he's got coming down the road for, Yeah, for, for sure. You, and the, for your family. The,
0: and I really appreciate you doing the podcast, too, because, again, I know more about, you know, folks that I casually knew. Right, yeah. um, And I know so much more about them. and I think it's helpful for us as a, as a body to, to really be able to bleed into – to each other um, sure in is. this, in this way. So yeah, you're doing a great service to, 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 all of us. Cause it's super encouraging to, to know that, you know, you're not on an island, right. that your story is similar to, to, to others. And uh, again, we can all do this together. Yeah. So, and thanks and for,
1: for those of you who are out there listening to, you know, the other thing is that Bryce and I both, Bryce and I both came to a point in our lives where we realized that, that, um, that we were broken and that mm-hmm. there was no way that we could fix ourselves that we needed God's rescue. And, uh, and, 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 so we came to God and we, and, and we said, God, I need you, please rescue me. I, I give all that I am to you. And in that moment, right, the mm-hmm. Holy spirit began to work in Bryce and I's life that has transformed us completely and is still transforming us even today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that same thing that happened with Bryce and I can happen with any anyone of you who are listening to the podcast today. That's the that's the the same thing that God wants to do in your life. And so if you if you would be able to to come to a place where you realize how much you need Him, and you would and you would cry out to Him for help and forgiveness, and you would surrender your life to Him, then He will begin a work in you that will transform everything about you, and a work that enables you. I, honestly to walk through really difficult times mm-hmm. like when you know like like when you're uh, when, when you're when you're struggling to conceive you know mm-hmm. and uh, and and you know for me walking walk me through some some really difficult and dark seasons in my life too and it was that relationship with God that was to, uh, because I, my identity was rooted in Christ I was mm-hmm. able to weather those storms and and really one reason to do this podcast is because we want you to hear that <laughs> we want you to hear it in a bunch of different ways from a bunch of different people. We want you to hear Jesus saves. And we know that, not because we read it in a book, but because we've experienced it ourselves. Yeah. And Amen. we want it for you. So That's a good word. All right. Well, thanks, brother. Thanks for hanging out. And for those of you who are listening, we uh, hope to, to see you around town real soon. Y'all Great. have a good thanks, week. Brad. Love you. You bet. Love you too, buddy. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.